Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and I am making a fish curry. Oh, you're cooking for once. Yay. <laughs> well, and I love fish curry. I am too. You know, I was really, really hungry for fish curry the other day. And I said, oh, let's make a fish curry. So we actually, I should say we made this before and it was fantastic. So now we're making it again because it was just, Bruce made this up on the fly because he texted me and said, what do you, what want, do you for want for dinner? dinner? <laughs> and I said, fish curry. And he was at the store. So this is this Thai fish curry that got made the other night. So now here it is again. So what you hear is the onions and ginger and lemongrass and some hot chili sizzling. And we're you could do this in a wok, you could do this in a saute pan. We're actually using a stone pan that you can put directly over here. Right, but we should say right up front that you have to have a lid. If you're using a wok, it has yes. to have a lid because yep. you're gonna have to cover this and do it. So we started with peanut oil. We started with a tablespoon of peanut oil. By the way, if you want these exact proportions, look on our website, brucemark.com. I'm kind of hurrying to get this done. <laughs> and then there's a small red onion that's been thinly sliced and some ginger and lemongrass. Two tablespoons of each and there's also a, a green Thai chili that's been stemmed and seeded and minced up. All of this is minced up yeah. for an aromatic base. Yeah. Okay. Now I used fresh ginger. You can use jarred minced ginger. It's actually a finer mince and it'll blend in smoothly. On um, the way we're doing it, this is going to have a little texture and a little bite because this isn't cooking long enough for the ginger to really soften. Okay, and I should also say that that just to be snotty, we pulled this lemongrass out of my <laughs> pot of lemongrass <laughs> on the back deck. But most people are going to get lemongrass that is not this young and tender. And so, right, you have to really watch what you get when you get lemongrass. Yeah, you want to you want to crack it open, break off the outer leaves, use only the very center bottom part and you want to finely finely chop that up otherwise it won't soften so i would say that for two tablespoons you're going to probably need two of those stalks in the grocery store just to be safe you can even add more lemongrass than our two tablespoons to make it even more aromatic okay so this is gone i'm, I'm really going faster because these onions are getting really really super soft but they're nice i they're know good. it smells good i know but i don't want them to burn so um, what's next? So now you're going to stir in a tablespoon. Well, you could use up to a tablespoon. I want Mark to use a whole tablespoon right. because I like the flavor of and the spice of Thai green chili paste. Okay, we should say this, that this stuff is hot and Bruce and I like really hot food. I mean, we tend to go for the tongue piercingest <laughs> of tongue piercing foods. But that said, you know, if this is the first time you're going to make this at home, start with a teaspoon and see what happens to you. And you can get up to a tablespoon of it. Yeah, but, but green. You want to use the green yep. because the green has a lot of other herbs in it that we really like. Okay, now. Wait, let's talk about this. Wait, you just I'm stirring it. I know fast, but I'm going to pour in the coconut there milk. There you go. Okay, here goes the coconut milk. And now while I'm doing this, talk more about what brands of green chili paste you like. Well, my favorite one is Mayploy. And I like it because it's the first ingredient is in chilies, and so it's not super, super hot. I know everyone likes the Thai kitchen right. stuff in those little jars. This stuff is good, but it's hot. I mean, and you, I don't find it has much, uh, many notes to it other than the bad. It's mostly hot. Right. So, yeah. So, I really love Mayploy. And so, but we're also putting in, besides the coconut milk, we're putting one and a half tablespoons of fish sauce, we're putting a tablespoon of packed. Light brown sugar. Oh, now I want to stop. I want to stop here because this wasn't what you were supposed to use, but go ahead. Oh, I wanted to use jaggery, which is an Indian brown sugar. Very flavorful. Comes in little cones. I would use palm sugar, too, if I had it. The jaggery I had was moldy. I've never heard of sugar <laughs> getting moldy, but there was a white powdery bloom on my bag of jaggery. That's so. disgusting. Isn't that why they uh, make hot food, just to cover the taste of mold? So it went in the garbage and we're using <laughs> back brown sugar. But I also am adding a half a teaspoon of turmeric. 
And the reason I'm doing that is because I want it to be yellow. I want this, this, even though we're using green curry paste. Dried, ground, Yeah, turmeric. grind term turmeric. And it'll give it a beautiful, beautiful color to that. Okay, let's talk, well, I've got this here and I can stir this for a second. Yeah, this is just going to simmer a bit to get all the flavors going right. before so we Right, so I want to talk about the coconut fish. milk and how to choose good coconut milk. Because you can use regular coconut milk and you can use light coconut milk. But what we're using is super thick. This stuff is crazy. I don't like light coconut milk, to be honest. I mean, you could use it here. It's possible. You could, but you're going to have a much thinner, less rich yeah, yeah. dish. Yeah, yeah. So the way I buy coconut milk and is you, I... And you'd be less farty later, so it'll be all right then. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I pick up the can and I shake it. If it sounds like there's water in the can, I don't buy it. If it sounds like there's nothing in the can because it doesn't shake or move, that means there's so much fat in that's that coconut crazy. milk it's butter. that it's almost like coconut cream. Right. And you can buy cans of coconut cream, but I like, you know, Arroy D is the brand that I often get at the big Asian supermarket in West Hartford. And it, their regular coconut milk is so thick and creamy that, yes, it shakes a little bit because there is some separation. But then when you open it, it is like melted ice cream in there. Yeah, it's, it's just outrageous. Yeah, and so that's what you poured in. Right. Shake the can a little to see what you get. Because, again, super watery, well, maybe. Um, super thick, nah, maybe too much. Also, you may have gastric distress <laughs> later. Well, it depends. If you're <laughs> eating this whole thing yourself, then imagine. I intend to. Well, we're going to share it. So now imagine eating half a can of that coconut fat. And really, we should say this This is a four-serving thing. That's yeah, we'll about, share it. Yeah, okay. Anyway, it's a four-serving <laughs> thing. Now. Here, stir this a minute. So okay. I want to talk about the fish because we're going to use a pound of snapper, and snapper is a little bit controversial. Snapper is not Monterey Bay. Well, it's some it is. I want to talk about what is and what isn't. Red snapper is not approved. You don't know Seafood Watch from the Monterey right. Bay Aquarium. It's a fantastic website. It's an app. You can put the app on your phone, and at any given moment, you can find out what fish is being sustainably caught and what is not being sustainably caught, farmed, raised. Uh, whatever. Right. And it's it's a fabulous site. Now, we're going to use, what we're using here is line-caught black-tailed snapper, which is crazy because we were trying to go for the, the sustainable stuff. And the yeah. sustainable stuff is line-caught gray, blue-striped, or black-tailed snapper. Now, let me explain why I wanted a snapper. Okay. Because Mark first said to me, get cod. I want a cod. And first, it would have to be line-caught cod, too. But my feeling is cod's a very rich, oily fish. And that was not what I thought would go well in this very rich, coconut, fatty curry sauce. Right. So I wanted a meatier, drier, steak-like fish. You're looking for thick-cut, white flesh. Yeah, don't fish. slip flounder a sole in here. Right. Yeah. You want right. something thick. Halibut would have been a nice choice, too, Right. if I could have found that. Even swordfish, if you can get... Which is totally not sustainable. Well, I'm glad I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Seafood Watch. Put the app down on your phone. Oh, striper. Wild, a striped bass would have yep. been a wonderful choice for this also. Yeah. But we used we used that black tail line caught um, snapper, and right. that is going to be good. I and did take the skin off it's it. It's skinless. You can ask your fishmonger to do this for you, or you can take the skin skin off. Skin is edible. It's great when you're grilling it, but not when it's being simmered. Then the skin gets kind of oogie. And this was cut into two inch, you know, chunks. These are chunky pieces. Yeah, we bought a pound and a quarter, or a pound Wait, and a third, and I'm we cut it into four it. pieces. I'm doing it. I'm yeah. slipping it in. So it's been slipped in here, and now come the vegetables. So I'm scattering over about two cups of um, sugar snap peas, which I stringed. 
and also one green uh, pepper that Mark grew in the garden I chopped up. We should say when you're doing this right now that we bought a bag of sugar snap peas recently and they were so fibrous, right? I felt like I was eating oh, the branches. It was silage. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So I don't really, you know, if you if you look at the bag of sugar snap peas and they seem big and firm and <laughs> fibrous, you'd be better going off here with snow peas. Yeah. And the yeah. snow peas were right next to the sugar snaps when I bought them and I don't I should have. Right. But them. these snow peas, these uh, snow peas, these sugar snap peas that we're using today are small and bright green. Yeah. And, and I, I, I know. I had one raw. They're tender. Yeah. They're going to be really more tender. Good. So so I'm reducing the flame a whole, whole lot here. To the barest bubble. And I'm going to bring it down and we're going to cover it. Yep. And then we're just going to let this go for 10, 8 to 10 minutes. We just want to make sure that that snapper is cooked through 8 to 10 minutes. And we will be back and taste it, right? Sure. Okay, it smells so amazing. And we should say that it's more than 10 minutes it'll last because it's so super hot. We could have never tasted it. It's, it was bubbling. These clay pots hold the bubble for forever. It's crazy. Let me also tell you that while that was cooking, we had the rice cooker on, and we have our lovely Zoji Rushi, like 20 setting rice cooker. Look at that fuzzy logic stuff. And I actually made sticky rice, and I love Thai Yeah, let's rice. talk about it. Before we eat this, let's talk about this, because what we want is cooked white rice, but there are various kinds you could use. And of course, you can use basmati yep. um, or jasmine rice or anything like that. Um, but you use short grain sticky rice. I use rice. a st sweet, sticky, glutinous rice. Because when I go to a good Thai restaurant, that's often what they have to eat with this stuff. And for me, it's the texture. It's the richness of that rice. And, and the, it's super sweet. And it's really sweet, which sweet. balances some of the spiciness of this stew. And we're not quite done yet because we've also sprinkled mm, chopped up cilantro and basil leaves all over the top of this thing mm. so that it's now got this big green aromatic covering. And the, some of those basil leaves are purple because I use, I picked, right. Mark grew me two kinds of basil in the garden this year. He grew me American basil and Thai basil. We're so snotty. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's cooled down enough this. that we I'm can probably it, taste this. Um, that was hot. Mm. Why is this so good? Well, how come you don't cook more often? Well, I didn't. You made up the recipe, but mm. it was so good we knew we had to share it. Mm. It's, you know, listen, people are always afraid of buying, sorry, I'm talking about my mouthful. People are always afraid of buying a lot of ingredients here, but really, honestly, the ginger and the, the uh, you know, the ginger, you can buy in those jars, those already mm -hmm. cut up jars and store in your fridge. You can also buy pre-minced up um, um, lemongrass at I'm this point. I'm afraid of that. I'm always afraid of yeah, it. Yeah, but it's easier than dealing. You could buy the pre-sliced onions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and you can buy one chili. Really, the thing you have to make an investment here is the Thai green curry paste. That's and, the investment. Yes, and they're they're not small containers, so it'll, but they stay forever. You can open yeah, it's it. It's like a trash can. It'll stay it. in your I mean, refrigerator. It's like this giant can. <laughs> It'll stay in your fridge for two years, and you can just keep eating Because it. nothing will live in anything that hot. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You know, it's guaranteed to eat the microbes right out of your intestines. So mm. it's um, it's spicy, honestly. I'm, I'm fooling around. It's spicy. There's no question about this, and I would not serve this to kids. But without Well, you no, can, but take the curry paste out. It's still yeah, just as flavorful. Yeah, without knowing how much the kids can right. stand the heat. 
And you notice what else we didn't do here, which is interesting, is we didn't squeeze any lime juice over it. Nope. Uh, which you could do, but why didn't we do that? Because you didn't do that the first night, and I was curious no, about it. No, I didn't have any fresh limes, and something about jarred lime juice I did not want to put in this <laughs> sauce and ruin it. <laughs> and when I tasted it right out of the pot, it just tasted so good. I thought, you know, this doesn't need it. Yeah, but by not souring it up, and it, listen, you can obviously add a squeeze of fresh lime juice to each serving, but by not souring it up, it seemed to keep that curry flavor more present. I can't explain it. And also, oddly, by not souring it up, it keeps it less sweet. I know that sounds weird, but sour makes the sweet more present. Oh, yeah, you're getting that sweet and sour thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it, it brings the sweet out front. So this actually kept it a little more savory by not putting the lime juice in it. Anyway, you can do it if you want to. I feel like we flew through this. Well, uh, we did. This was actually a fast recipe. Um, I feel like I'm going to inhale this dinner <laughs> when we're done with this. Um, but we'll be back doing more recipes, some faster, some, well, my, probably not faster, but we'll do some that take a little longer, hard a, little more, a little more involved complicated and every thursday we cook through a new recipe on cooking with bruce and more and if you want to be in touch with us we'd love to be in touch with you check us out on facebook twitter instagram contact us we're under our real names bruce weinstein and mark scarborough at facebook twitter instagram we'd love to be in touch with you and um what else can i say I don't uh, know. you can subscribe you can review us share us with your friends because we love to share the love here at cooking with bruce and mark